before we start. Ooh, okay. I'm very excited about Stardew Valley concert. We're going to yeah! have so much fun. I think it's going to be really fun. I am having a little was, bit of a moment trying to figure out who to dress up like, but it's fine. It's fine. It, it was such an emotional roller coaster trying to get these tickets. So I think I told you that originally when it was announced for Saturday only, yes. and it was two showtimes on Saturday, and I logged on right at 11 a.m. when they went on sale, and it and it put me in a queue, and I was like 2,000, and so I didn't get the tickets. Like by the time I was, did done they show with the you queue, your 2,000 number? You literally knew yes, your 2,000th yeah. in line. Okay. Yes, yes, amazing. And I had logged on like right at 11, and I didn't get the tickets the first time around, and I was really sad. Like genuinely, I was really, yeah. really sad about it. And then there, like. The concert sold out in every single city. And of course, concerned AP like doesn't understand his own like success. popularity <laughs> and success because he was like, we didn't know it was gonna be so popular because the Stardew Valley subreddit was just blowing up of people being like, What the heck? Like I couldn't get tickets. I logged on right when they went on sale, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They sold out in seconds. And then he was like, okay, so we're adding more concert times. And so then they went on. So Sunday, they added Sunday yeah. and they went on sale. And I, again, refreshed, refreshed right at 11 a.m. I got in there and I got two tickets, but they're not next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking Bridget and it's going to be funny when we go because I'm just going to like <laughs> turn and like, hi. <laughs> be like, this is so cool. Yeah. fun it'll be really fun so I'm i want to know about that. since concerned ape actually lives in seattle i want to know if he's going to be at ours well no he's definitely going to go to the saturday one because a few people were saying that they did get in and when they were selecting the seats uh -huh. that there was a row at the front bl completely blocked off and for the Saturday 7 p.m. show. And oh. so they're guessing that Concerned Ape and his family are all going to be, be there, there on the Saturday 7 p.m. But maybe he'll show up to all of them. That would be maybe. super cool. It would be really cool. I keep waiting. I'm not going to get I... my hopes up, though. No, I... I didn't know, and I texted you, and you knew apparently his whole life history and where he's been moving, which is hilarious to me, but I had no idea that he was around here anywhere, and so now every time I wander around, I'm like, do I buy more Stardew Valley merch, and then just hope at some point that he runs into us, <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm concerned, and it's like, ah! Well, you know, my conceited ass is convinced that he's seen me at some point, because Maddie in his game, Haunted Chocolatier, looks just like me. It does look just like you, and you were wearing the black and white polka dot. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I want to know, um, concerned ape, if you ever listen to our podcast, I just really need my own I character would be so dead. inside of Haunted Chocolatier we because can email Maddie him gets one. our podcast. Be like, please. <laughs> we haven't even done a Stardew Valley podcast though. Like, we need to do an episode of Stardew Valley, and then we'll email that. it to him because yeah. he's like pretty active with the community. He probably would. Do you think he would do an interview with us? No. But I think he would. I, I He might respond to our email. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> or on Reddit. We could send it to him on Reddit. We could send him a gift card for one of the yummy restaurants in Seattle and be like, 
Oh, well, that's he's creepy. a billionaire. He doesn't need I money. Take that back. Is he a billionaire? <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah. Well, concerned ape, if you ever hear this, just know that you can have a cute little pink-haired person named also Bridget. Open... It would be adorable. <laughs> be adorable. Also, open invite to come on anytime. You yes, want. Anytime, anytime for anything. Batty, we don't even have to... at gmail.com. Yeah, we don't okay. have to talk about Stardew Valley at all if you don't want to. Yeah. We can talk about anything. Anything. We can talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. We're not desperate. I would love that. We're not <laughs> desperate. Like, I would I would literally do anything for that to happen. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the podcast. Let's we get start? down to business. Yes. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. I'm Bridget. And I'm Maddie. <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? Welcome. I don't know why I'm like struggling this morning. Welcome to Batty Breakdowns, where we hang out, have fun, and play games all the way to the end. Today we're kicking off Nostalgia November. Oh, no, we're not. No, we are it not off. kicking it off. <laughs> I needed to update my my It's freaking December, Maddie. <laughs> okay. Today. We are doing part two of Nostalgia November, except it is now December. Oopsies. Yikes. <laughs> with Zoo Tycoon, the original 2001, and mm-hmm. Nancy Drew's Secrets Can Kill, which was also the first one. Yes, it was the very first. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the breakdown from its creation to its critical reception, and then we'll take you on a deep dive into the games as we share our own experiences and opinions while playing it. We'll close with if we recommend them, who we recommend them to, and last but not least, our personal rating for the games. With that, let's solve a murder and also build a zoo. Yay. (laughs) Okay. I have game description. Yes, you do. Yes. So the first thing that I did is for Nancy Drew, I looked up on Steam because it they're the remaster we had to yeah. play the remaster on Steam. So the thing that I figured out and why it's not on my abandonware old game downloads is mm-hmm. because um, when companies release a remaster version, they legally have to take it down. It's not legal that anymore because it's not abandonware anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So if Microsoft ever decided to release Remakes, a remaster yeah. of the original one, they would have to pull them. Okay, which makes sense. That makes sense because the whole point of yeah. Abandonware is you can't play it anywhere else. So we're gonna make sure that you exactly, still can. and it's yeah. and it's legal because of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the Steam description for Nancy Drew was really bad. It just said, "Play the game that started the award-winning series." <laughs> I mean, That's everybody it. knows who Aunt Nancy Drew is. You know what I mean? Do they? Like, do they not? Do it's they? Nancy Drew. So then what I did is I went to Google Images and I looked up the original box and I yes, looked I at the backs the of the boxes. Box. And so, so this is... What a creative idea, Maddie. Look at you. The descriptions on the back of the boxes. So Nancy Drew's back of box description, the top of it just said, 
a role-playing mystery game. And then the blurb, Secrets Can Kill, challenges you to solve a murder as you play the role of the famous teen detective Nancy Drew, exclamation point. You are hot on the trail of a cunning criminal, and it will take a clever mind to crack the case. Accept the ultimate challenge and solve the mystery, dot, 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 if you dare. <laughs> Dramatic. So there's that it. one. Yeah. Um, Zoo Tycoon does not have a, a remaster or anything online, mm-hmm. so I just did the same thing, Googled it, looked at the back of the box. And the one that I did the back of the box for was the Ultimate Collection, which mm. includes the Marine Mania and Dinosaur Digs expansions yeah. all in one. It's your zoo and you're in charge. Uncage your imagination as you build the most fun and beautiful zoo ever. Keep the animals happy and your guests will go ape. Now you can (laughs) monkey around with all three games. Zoo Tycoon and the expansion packs for a trilogy of fun. (laughs) Why have I never heard the word trilogy before? (laughs) A trilogy of fun. I and feel like the they've had quite a they've had quite a bit of humor in the zoo tycoon stuff they from did. what I've read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll even we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk but about it. We'll do we wanna do <laughs> do we wanna do Nancy Drew or Zoo Tycoon first? How do we want to break this up today? I have more notes on Nancy Drew because there's an actual story. Yeah. So you wanna start with Nancy or do, do you, you wanna, wanna get do Zoo? Well, I think we should start with Zoo Tycoon and okay. then we we can go to Nancy because I think that'll take cool. us longer. Okay, cool. So I had our How It's Made today. And for Zoo Tycoon, I actually found multiple articles from the developers talking about different aspects of the development itself. I know. I know. They were actually written way later than the game came out. So the articles that I found were like late 2010s. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of good information, but the actual articles themselves weren't from like around the time. I was surprised the articles existed at all, but they did. So uh, we'll link those in the show description. But the TLDR of Zoo Tycoon. I guess that's the the slight difference because I was finding more stuff like with critical reception too on Uh these two games. Uh And I wonder if it's the slight difference because last time we were doing 90s games and this time we're doing early 2000s. 2000s, And I wonder if that made all the difference. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. but No, I think that's a little bit of it. But my other hunch is that last week were way more kids-oriented games. And these two aren't really kids' games. Like, Zoo Tycoon was an everybody game. Like, yes, kids played it, but it's not like it was... Like, Backyard Baseball was very clearly a kids' game, and yeah. uh, Barbie very clearly for kids and yeah. Nancy Drew and Zoo really aren't that so I think it's maybe a mixture of both you know okay yeah um, but anyway so Zoo Tycoon was made by Blue Fang and published by Microsoft in 2001 mm-hmm. and one of the fun things that I saw about the fact that Microsoft was the one that published it is they published it under their new uh, like what's the word uh like new subsidiary no subsidiaries like an actual real world branch is like okay word like it wasn't xbox at the time it was life games and life games apparently existed it was called leisure and interactive family entertainment and they actually worked with bonnie ross 
to get this game Whoa. real. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Crazy. I know. I didn't realize I did not that, know Bonnie... that Bonnie Ross was around for that long. I know, but she was. She was there. They actually pitched their game, Zoo Tycoon, at GDC and had talked to other companies as well. I think EA was one of them, maybe Unity. There were a couple other ones that they pitched to. But Microsoft was super in because they had actually, on their side, as they were building up this life, whatever games branch of Microsoft, they had thought about a zoo game. They're like, I want to do this. So it was kind of kismet that they eventually found each other and were like, yes, Mm -hmm. you're building it. We want it. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, this Blue Fang studio, it was pretty small. It was around like 20-ish people from what I read. And the only reason that they wanted to play or make Zoo Tycoon was actually because they played Roller Coaster Tycoon. So Roller Coaster oh, cool. Tycoon came first. It set off this wave of a bunch of tycoon games tycoon at the games. time. Yeah, it was just like very popular. And I'm really surprised that like legally all these games were allowed to put whatever name tycoon after it and nobody like went after anybody because I feel like that's wild to me because I definitely always thought that the zoo tycoon games were, were made connected. by the roller coaster tycoon. They are not, not at all. So no. totally different, totally different companies. The original plan for this game wasn't actually <laughs> zoo. The original plan was Airport Tycoon. And so funny to me. The reason that they decided... No, it would not have worked. It wouldn't have worked. And the studio president at the time of this studio was like, this is a terrible idea. The reason that roller coasters... Uh, work is because roller coasters are fun. And he are was fun. like, <laughs> he's like, roller coasters are fun and people like those. He's like, airports are stressful and Design everyone hates airport being there. Security. I'm sure there's people who would be into that, but there, there is a game that I have played where you do kind of do airporty things, but it's not an airport tycoon. Like it's not the point of it. It's like traveling with your airplanes and doing scheduling and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit different. But anyway, they trashed that idea because they were like, airports are not fun. Zoos are fun. And they went that direction, partnered with Microsoft, went really well. The couple of things that I read about how they built the game itself is they, one, did a ton of research on zoos, zoo animals. They talked to a ton of zookeepers. They primarily looked at zoos in the Boston area. And they actually did fly out into California and did some zoos over there as well. But they were really trying to learn and study the animals. A lot of the points that they made were like, we can't skirt the rules unless we know the rules. So one of the examples that they gave were like dolphins only do certain kinds of flips just because of how physics work. And they understood the flips that they could do, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wow, these are really boring. I want ours to be cooler. So (laughs) they made better flips anyway, even though like dolphins actually can't do that and they didn't they didn't want to do that unless they already understood like what the animals could do and what they're capable Mm -hmm. of and if you like read through the game you can see they have a ton of information about each like species as you go to build them so that's all like just based on all the studying they did now there are a couple of things that I thought were really really funny which first there was drama about whether or not they should have the animals be able to, like, escape an attack <laughs> the <gasps> people. 
That's like they, the best part of these types of games. So it's so funny that you say that because when I was reading, there was like a handful of people in the studio that were all in. They're like, of course, we have to have them attack. That is so funny. And then there yeah. were like one or two standouts, but they were really important standouts. They were like real important. I think one of them was the lead engineer or something. And he was like, absolutely not. Like, this is crazy. And so what they actually did is they went to Microsoft, like over to the publisher and they're like, should we do this? Like, tell us that we should do this. And Microsoft is like, heck yeah, you should do it. That's so funny. (laughs) And I'm like, good for us. It's like the most fun parts of those, not most fun, but like one of the key parts of those types of games, like Sims, and yeah, roller that coaster type wrong. is yeah. that things can go wrong and yeah. even you can like purposefully make things go wrong like with yes. roller coaster tycoon like it was so funny <laughs> to me to build a roller coaster that would just launch them into the <laughs> air and crash and burn yes. like that's part of it right <laughs> I've been watching, um, shout out to the guy on TikTok. I don't know your name. I'm so sorry, but he's been playing a newer version of, I don't know if it's Roller Coaster Tycoon or Planet Coaster. I think it's Roller Coaster Tycoon, but he literally just creates giant and never ending mazes for them to just die along the way. It's so funny. So funny. I mean, have you heard of Mr. Bones Wild Ride? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll show it to you afterwards. Okay. It's okay. like, it's like a, it's. It's a roller coaster that once they get on, they can't get off of it. <laughs> and so then all of the people in the park, it's like takes up the whole park, the ride. It takes up the whole park. It's like really, really long. Oh, my and gosh. And you just look at the guest's thoughts and it says, I want to get off Mr. Bones Wild Ride. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. The creativity that some people have. You yeah. Know? That creativity. Um, anyway, so there's a little bit of drama about that, but of course, you know, it worked out. We can, in fact, have the zoo animals escape. They do attack the customers if so chosen. The other interesting thing, and maybe you already know this, because I, so I actually had not played Zoo Tycoon. After I loaded it up, I realized that I absolutely have not played this. Nice. And so I don't know if this is just well-known and I didn't know it or if this is fun and interesting. So I'm going to say it anyway, and you can be like, Bridget, this is every literally everybody knows this. But in the game, they had a lot of Easter eggs and hidden things that made things all like special. And some of them weren't like really hidden, like the holiday things. They have Santa come on Christmas, which is on Halloween, which is really, really cute. But then they had really weirdly hidden stuff. And it's the kind of stuff that I feel like devs do when they love the game that they're making. Like, yes, I love it. So some examples that they had, if you name a guest, Alfred H., birds swarm and attack the park <laughs> like alfred hitchcock and i'm like yeah that's, that's hilarious hitchcock but that's i awesome. i love that they had another one which was if you name a guest george w then all of your trees get chopped down and the article i was reading was talking about did they mean george w bush and his like attack on the environment or did they mean george washington and his like chopping down cherry trees probably the cherry tree probably the cherry trees but it's still funny um a couple other things was if you name one of your grizzly bears deer then it will escape which is funny and i guess they they i don't know if there's a history behind that that they were like it'd be really hilarious if you like was 
jumpy like a deer and so that like it can a escape. I don't know, but it's still fun. And then the last one was if you put a lion and a tiger and a bear all in one exhibit, then you get a yellow brick road, which you is do. so cute. That's so cute. Well, one of the other ones with the expansion pack is if you name your one of your enclosures Xanadu, it unlocks unicorns. I love the movie Xanadu. As an an animal. I love that. Have you seen Xanadu? You should watch Uh -uh. it. I don't know if you would like it, actually. I'm going to reel that back in. It's this old musical. My mom absolutely hates it, but my dad and I love it. And so we'll put it on. And my mom's like, this one, Xanadu? (laughs) But it's really good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's, there is like, I feel like that was such a key aspect of those like early 2000 games because Roller Coaster Tycoon also has like Mm -hmm. cheat codes and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, I really, I feel like that's such a key. I wish they, I wish games these days did that more. Yeah, me too. I think it does. Because back in the day, you'd have to get like a magazine and like read about it or go to like some like old website and like, like, you know, I did like, find uh, old forums from or, 2001, yeah. and I found people yeah. talking about doing stuff in Zoo Tycoon, and I'm like, this is funny. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Very throwback. But yeah, that was most of what I had for this. The last thing I'll say is they did, it took $2 million to make this game. They got $2 million from Microsoft, and I don't know if it actually- That's not that much money at all. Yeah, but $2 million, and then they- thought like the way that this partnership worked is that once mm-hmm. you get the two million dollars it's not like that's just free money you have to pay the two million dollars back to microsoft before you then continue to make money so they kind of thought that they would never it was called like an advance so the way that their contract worked is that they got a two million dollar mm. advance from microsoft i see so they kind of thought that they would get this money to make it but then they probably wouldn't make any money off of it after that point they would be happy and surprised if they did but whatever but then it ended up making another like 1.75 million dollars after that additional 2 million so they did actually make quite a bit off of it after the release itself it was super successful and then obviously they made a lot more but yeah so that was what I had for this one I thought that there are I don't know. It seems like the people who made this really loved it and had a lot of fun with it. And I love games like that because you can see Same. when they love the game that they're making, it just makes it so much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The soul. The soul exists. Yeah. The soul is there. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll really quickly do the critical reception and then we can just dive into yeah. um, playing it. So uh, Next Generation Magazine rated it a 3.5. So <laughs> it was Next Generation mixed. It was like positive but like not like whoa crazy yeah Yeah. um and the complete collection with the expansion packs the year that it came out 2003 won like a bunch of family computer game of the year type awards oh and it also won parents choice award which was something (laughs) that existed um and and it also had kind of you were hinting at it but it did have a good commercial success it sold Four million copies by 2004. Wow. Which, when I talk about how many copies Nancy Drew sold, you will see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, so it was, it, it did good and it was yeah. received pretty well. And, um, you know, as some of the mixed reviews were just talking about how it was like a little tedious, but like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind yeah. of what those tycoon games are. 
Yeah, they really are. And I, well, we'll get into it when we talk about it. But yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's dive in. First impressions? Yeah, why don't you do it? Because um, I picked this one. Sure. Yeah, I think... First impression for me was actually, I think, more along the lines of my realization on how far that games have come when it comes to, like, UI (laughs) and the interaction models. Okay. Uh, And I know that this game was from 2001, but I had only played like for a lot of these tycoon games I did not play the original that was not the games that I played growing up I played the later versions because I do enjoy them now but Mm -hmm. like I'll give some examples the buildings that you had you couldn't rotate them with the arrow keys they had little arrows on the screen you had to click there was no keyboard absolutely none no keyboard and I kept like default pressing keyboard keys to get it to do things because it's so like ingrained in me now absolutely none of it worked and like including things for like zooming in and zooming out I couldn't use Mm -hmm. my little mouse wheel why couldn't I use you know and I know that it's just the sign of the times but it that was probably the first thing is I was definitely like thrown back where I was like wow this is the kind of game that needs keyboard like commands and all the ones I play now play now rely so heavily on them and then this was not that I was I did get used to it but it definitely I think needed them but you know that quality of life stuff gets added later and then the second thing was no I absolutely have not played this (laughs) because I there was a question I was like maybe I have no the answer was absolutely not (laughs) what about you Maddie feeling revisiting it so revisiting it, I was just like, oh, yay, this, this is like fun. I I yeah. really loved Roller Coaster Tycoon and this one, specifically the Ultimate Collection with the Dinosaur Digs and the Marine yeah. Mania expansions. Mm-hmm. And I played the tutorial because mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how to play the game completely. Yeah. And I just thought the tutorial was hilarious. Did you play the tutorial? Yeah, the tutorial. Yeah, was so very when they're funny. like, delete the piece of fence, and then yeah. the lions escape, and then it has then like, like a whole why? thing of like, why did you listen? Like, <laughs> don't listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe don't listen whenever people just tell you to do random stuff. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was really funny, and then I also thought like these graphics and stuff, and like the game itself hold up really yeah. well. Agree with and that. It's just so timeless. Like these games, like I, I think the same way about Roller Coaster Tycoon, but like mm-hmm. these types of graphics to me just feel so timeless. And it yeah. kind of bums me out that we don't do that type of like that type of game just like isn't as prominent anymore. Or like yeah. and, and I think to your point, right? You could feel the passion and you could feel the soul of the game. And I just feel like that doesn't happen in these tycoon games anymore like when when i play mm-hmm. like the most recent zoo tycoon as an example it's like these gross 3d graphics that look really bad and it, it has yeah. no soul there's no soul in that game in my opinion yeah. it, well it, i think I like, yeah 3d graphics at least based on the, a lot of the things that i've read if you have that skill set is significantly easier than doing 2d animation Because, you know, you build the model once and then you rig it once. And then at that point, you can create all these animations from that versus 
you know, starting from scratch pretty much every single time you attempt to make this 2D animation for these things. And so I think that at this point, 3D is just so much cheaper that everything is going that direction unless it's like a little indie that doesn't have that skill set or they have a very specific like design or art style vision that they have in their head, right? And I do think that bad 3D ages so poorly. Like some of it even releases now and I'm like, that's ugly. Like, why did you do this to yourself? Yeah. 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 But this still holds up. Like it looks nice. Like the pixel art in it is really well done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was really fun and the tutorials were funny and I thought it did a good job. And I had the same thought as you. I was like, oh, wow, there's like no (laughs) keyboard here. It is purely mouse and click, like not even the scrolly wheel. I did the same thing where I was like, please let me zoom in and out with the scrolly wheel. Like, I really want it. (laughs) Yes. I think there are a few times where I tried to place buildings, but the place that I wanted to place them, like I I couldn't figure out how to get it there, see how it looked, and then rotate it at the same time. I was like, how do I do this? Because you can't, you have to like move your mouse. And so when you move your mouse, it moves the like building building off screen because you're like trying to get to the little HUD where you can rotate it. And Mm -hmm. so then what what you have to do is look at the preview. Yeah. And it'll, which is so small. It's hard to see. It's tiny. And so multiple times I did the same thing where I would place like a burger stand or something and it would be facing the wrong direction. I'd have to delete it and then turn it and then do it again. Yes. Um, yeah. They do give you your money back at least when you destroy things. So that's nice. Not um, as much though. Not 100%. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. You can, but I, I just, did notice. The... It's no, fine. No, go for it. Yeah. I was going to no, say I use I... the cheat code for money, but. You use the cheat code for, wait, there's a, of course there's a cheat code for money. So did you play all these unlimited money? money? You played these unlimited money? Well, so I did, so the way that I played it is I had, I did the tutorials, like I did all the tutorials. Yeah, I did too. Okay, so, and then I, did you do the Marine Mania Dinosaur Digs? No, I just did the normal one. You just did the original. Okay. Yeah. So I did the the ultimate collection and Mm -hmm. so i also did the tutorials for marine mania and dinosaur Mm. digs Mm -hmm. and then i jumped into one scenario and i did a scenario Uh and completely bombed it and then (laughs) and then i did a sandbox and then in the sandbox version i gave myself infinite money yeah i mean that's the fun of these games right you play the way that you want to play yeah i won i just didn't think about unlimited money being an option which is foolish since i grew up with the sims and rosebud and all that fun stuff so boo to me this one was literally just shift four oh and then you just get money yeah well you get like ten thousand dollars and so then Mm -hmm. you just shift four Mm -hmm. shift four shift four shift four shift four (laughs) you just keep so so nostalgic i didn't even play this game and it feels nostalgic i i did the the scenarios the three beginner beginner scenarios i finished those so that i could unlock the intermediate ones but i haven't finished the intermediate one yet i skipped the first two and i did the third hardest beginner one first because i've played tycoon games now and i'm like i feel like Mm -hmm. i know how to do this like whatever i did in fact bomb it and then i I was like okay so i went back to the easy one and then made my way through again and finished them so congrats to me but i i feel like i've always struggled to play the tycoon games because i don't know exactly where i fit in the scale of freeform, do whatever I want and have goals because I want to 
like have goals, but I don't really like the scenario based aspect of it because I want to continue the thing that I started building. So I'm much more of a fan of like forever goals on one specific like zoo in this case Mm. versus small goals over like a six month time period and then trashing the zoo. So I want that like middle area of give me goals. So not full sandbox, but yeah. 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 And so I always struggled with some of the early versions. I think later games in the tycoon space do have some of that as an option, especially like, um, I'm thinking of City Skylines. City Skylines is what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, you have that infinite, you always can work on the same one, and they have continuous goals that you can hit. And that is, to me, like the sweet spot for me when I play these games. But, yeah. 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 I like that. I I get that. I, I, so with the expansion packs, they had an intermediate scenario that was unlocked Mm. already. So they had the beginner ones. And then they had some locked beginner ones. Mm -hmm. And then they had one intermediate one and then locked intermediate and then one advanced one unlocked and then locked advanced ones. Okay. And so I jumped into uh, the intermediate one because I thought, I used to play this game. I got this. (laughs) Like, look at me. I'm an expert. (laughs) And it was an Arctic zoo. It was, like, in Alaska. Yeah. And with Arctic animals. And you had a year to build out this like arctic zoo and make money and you had to have at least uh six exhibits and they Mm. start you with only three Mm. and then you have to make enough money once you pass a threshold of money then they would give you another animal and then you would get another animal and so it was like staged getting animals like you couldn't buy the animals like you had to wait until you had a certain threshold of money and then it would unlock the next how do you make more money if you don't have more animals to put in your zoo it was so hard (laughs) you're like i don't know i fucking failed (laughs) i failed no i failed i went in the red i like couldn't Mm -hmm. get out of the red and then i was trying to up the price of my zoo and it wasn't working and it was and the arctic exhibits were expensive to build because Uh one of the starting animals was mountain goats and so i had to raise the terrain and that ate up all my money because i had to give them mountains oh that's fun that's fun though i like that that's cool maybe i should i i I haven't dug into the intermediate ones yet so maybe if i keep going then i'll get to some stuff like that the beginner ones were so straightforward you know what i mean yeah so straightforward yeah yeah. so then once i bombed that one i was like fucking i'm going to sandbox and i'm just gonna like mess around uh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Did you build a beautiful zoo then? Do you have, like, favorite tips and tricks? What should I be focusing on? So I got super – I got lost. Like, it's kind of a hard game when you do the scenarios. Mm -hmm. When you have the sandbox, it's so addicting. It just hits that, like – you know that part of your brain? I used to have this happen to me with The Sims too, right? Where it's like it's the like, time warp. You you lose the time everything. Warp. <laughs> yes, the time warp. Because I, yes. I, I I pretty much spent the entire Sunday playing this game. Yeah, and that happens I didn't to play Factorio. Nancy Drew until last night. Like I finished Nancy Drew last night. Like I, it just like yeah, it was the time warp thing and. Because you get really addicted to, like, making it really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I, I set it up into, like, um, 
because like we had just gone to the Woodenville Zoo actually because DK's oh, parents were visiting cute, cute. and I was like oh I love how they set it up with like the different regions I mean I'm sure every zoo does this like the different biomes yeah. and so I had like an Asia biome and then they would have decorations for each of the biomes cute. they had like desert decorations and stuff and so I got really into that and then I wanted to do all of the cool unlocks so like I did the mm-hmm. unicorns and I did like um there's like a bear that you can name and then the, the polar bear has like a personality that's fun I guess oh that's and so then, cute oh I love yeah, that yeah yeah and you can unlock like an ancient crocodile um type thing and and the dinosaurs and so I had like all of them in one zoo and it was just really fun to like build that out and it was very addicting and such a time suck but really really fun I love Um, the time warp feeling and I don't think there are many games that can do that for me anymore because I feel like I'm busy all the time or I have things to do but there are just a few games that really do they just sit there and they they sit in that perfect spot of you sit down and then you like real live at 10 p.m and you're just like oh (laughs) okay Valheim is like the most recent one of that for me have you played it yet no I don't really you should join a session with us at some point you should join a session I will try. I'm not We're good playing at tomorrow like morning if you want to join. Morning? Oh, right. Lily has different time zones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I will consider If it. you ever want to join, if you ever want to join, open invitation. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, how did how did you, what were your thoughts? And then we can move to Nancy Drew because yeah. we're talking about, sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I'm taking no. up the time. No, I I really enjoyed it. I do like games like this. I thought that the way that they did the animals was so cute. I saw... Now, this wasn't in my zoo because I hadn't actually unlocked them yet, but I did watch some videos of people who made really elaborate things because I wanted to see kind of what that looked like because I didn't get far enough to see some of it. And just the behavior of some of the animals was adorable. Like, you'd see things rolling around in little circles. Like, I saw people with panda beers rolling around, and I'm like, that is so cute. That is so cute. And I I really liked that. There was a weird bug in whatever version that I downloaded where I couldn't actually assign zookeepers anywhere. So I'm going to have to go figure out. You'll have to send me the link to the ultimate one that you used because since I used the base game, I wonder if there's a weird bug somewhere. It was a little complicated. Like I had to, the, the, I will do it. But the weird thing about it is I had to like mount them. Oh yeah. Which I didn't understand. I haven't had to do that that in a long time. Yeah. It means like having a fake CD in your thing, right? You have, you have to have a fake CD. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it was like, I felt very proud of myself for figuring it out. (laughs) You're like, look at me. (laughs) Tech whiz. (laughs) Yeah. No, mine Mine had a few like weird bugs, mostly with the zookeeper management, where I, they didn't show or list any of the employees that you had, but you could technically click there. And so I learned that eventually. I'm like, why are all my stuff blank? And then I could click and kind of see it. So I had some issues with that because I didn't know what to recognize because I never played it before. So I didn't know what I was looking for. So there were a couple of things like that that I worked through, but it was pretty straightforward to do anyway. 
I really liked how much they started you out with because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how this game works. And, and even in the scenarios that I did, they started you out with quite a bit of stuff, even though they do have a research tree that you go not yeah. a tree but like a path actually that's a question for you since you've played this before and i couldn't figure it out the research area of the game where you unlock things does that do that in a random order or is it a set no. order it's random no, it's like a random i think it's a random order yeah okay okay you just pick stuff and you can kind of adjust it based on category oh like i did see that little check next but yeah. That was one of the things that was irritating is that they didn't have a cheat code to unlock everything. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, I and have to research like a loser. So I just gave myself infinite money and maxed out the research budgets when I was I in the sandbox mode so that I could unlock all the stuff. Yeah. Faster. I was, yeah. I'm the kind of person who's a perfectionist when it comes to like building stuff. And so mm-hmm. when you build the things that we didn't really talk about is when you build these little habitats. The animals themselves have very specific needs for the kinds of things they that they want in specific. their habitat in order to be happy. Uh-oh. And it's really oh, cute. No. Oh, I think I lost you, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. We're back. Okay, you were um, saying something and habitats. I, I was habitats. talking about habitats. Yep. Yes. What I was saying They're very is particular. The habitats are so particular and the animals, very cute. They make little happy faces or sad faces when you put things in their habitats that they do not like or do like, which is adorable. But I was devastated because multiple of my animals didn't have toys. They were like, please, I just want to play. I just want to be entertained. And the only toys that I had unlocked were for animals that weren't them. So I was trying so hard with my research budget and I kept getting different things that had nothing to do with making sure that my little jaguar was happy no it's so irritating because there's like they have like a really specific shelter and stuff that they like yeah 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 and so i kept having to give people the really or give animals the really sad shelters that were concrete and depressing it was yeah and so i just wanted everything the whole time or some form of tree so i knew when i was gonna get there Mm -hmm. but overall i did actually have a lot of fun with it it was one of those games like you said it felt very timeless like the gameplay was very timeless yes yeah last thing about the habitats and then Mm -hmm. dear god we've been talking about this game for an hour which (laughs) my other complaint is that sometimes the zookeeper advice for the habitat did not match what the animals wanted and the better way to figure out what the animals wanted was to just try stuff for the wolves they were so unhappy and the zookeeper was like this is a perfect habitat for your wolves and i was like why are they so unhappy and then i just started adding a bunch of rocks because i found this reddit thread that was like add rocks they love rocks rocks." and then it kind of made the exhibit look like shit no it looked like shit because i just put rocks everywhere because they kept doing happy faces. It was like, happy face, happy face, happy face. And so I just put a shit ton of rocks in the exhibit. And then finally they were happy and it looked like shit. But then the zookeeper was like, there's too many rocks in this exhibit. And I was like, mm. and you're like, shut the fuck up. You know what? My Arctic wolves really want these rocks. They're going to have these rocks. So, okay. Let's swerve. Let's talk about Nancy Drew. Yes. We can do Nancy. So... With Nancy, I actually didn't find as much when it came to the development of Nancy Drew. 
what instead I found, and we'll make it kind of short, I think, given time. But I did find something. So we'll yeah. dig in a little bit. We'll see how it goes. So Nancy Drew is the game franchise based on Nancy Drew books, mm-hmm. usually of the same name, published by Caroline Keene. I think it's Caroline. Maybe it's Carolyn. Um, but Caroline Keene. And the game that we played, Secrets Can Kill, was the very first one in this game franchise. And it was loosely based on the book of the same name. So that actually maps pretty closely. The remaster, which is the one that we played, not Mm -hmm. the original. Although, just for context for y'all, I did play the original. My throwback was the original version. So I'll talk a little bit about that later in the actual discussion. Mm -hmm. But... The remaster does not follow the book very much at all. It changes quite a bit. It changes who done it. It adds new characters and the tone is a little bit different. I have some opinions on that, but it is different. The developer, so it was made by Hurt Interactive, which is based in Bellevue, Washington. Dude, ah! all of these like childhood games, like backyard I baseball know. was up here. Yeah, we Zoo just Tycoon. live in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft, but like, yeah, that's funny. But they, uh, her interactive is based in Bellevue, which is really fun. Obviously, still kicking because they're still making Nancy Drew games. They have made, I think, thirty three, and the thirty fourth is on the move. From what I was able to tell, it's possible I read outdated things, and the thirty fourth is out by now. But the way that they publish these games reminded me of Survivor uh, because they used to release two a year. They would release two of these games a year, which is why there are so many. There's a and lot. then there was some on Steam. There was, there was a, lot. a lot. Yeah, there's a ton. And from what I can tell, the franchise itself over the last like couple of decades has had mostly ups, but a little bit of downs. So there is a period of time within the franchise itself where they changed management and CEOs. And there was a lot of shenanigans around people getting laid off. Like apparently this is a very Mm. small, small studio and they laid off 14 of their employees in the mid 2010s, which is apparently over half their studio. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. And then they went down from making two Nancy Drew games a year to they didn't release one for like four years. And then they finally released another one in 2019 after a period of time where they said they were like rebuilding their game engine, which I believe that takes a long time, especially if you've laid off so many folks. But it was a super big difference for the fans of the franchise because they went from two a year to not having one for four years, which is quite a bit different. The other thing that I'll mention is it seems like these games have done well, but not well enough, I think, is how I'd probably describe it. The studio itself has talked about the Nancy Drew franchise and action adventure games. They're more point and click. So Mm -hmm. y'all, these are point and click mystery games. And they said that they are very low profit in the grand scheme of the kinds of games that you can build. And they actually talked a little bit about live service games. And they're like, hey, that's not what this is. Like you pay seven bucks or whatever, 10, 20, depending on how new the game is. And it's a little point and click game. Like they're not making a ton of money off of these things. 
And that was one of the reasons for that like loss in the studios and moving it down to not producing as many. It will be interesting to see if that changes now that theoretically they started releasing them again. It, I don't know, but they're definitely not doing two a year anymore, at least from what I can tell based on the release schedule that I've seen. The other last thing that I'll mention just briefly about the studio and the games in general is that this game was a very like girl focused studio. And I say girl on purpose because their tagline was games for girls who aren't afraid of a mouse. And it was attempting to start making games for girls to play because there really just weren't a lot of those in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what's funny about what we talked about last time when we talked about Barbie is that one of the old articles that I found around the time that these Nancy Drew released? Did you see this article? Yeah, I have it in the critical reception if you're going to say the same thing. Uh, okay, yeah. It's the prowling and spying, spying with Nancy Drew, the un-Barbie. The un-Barbie, yes. Yes, the un-Barbie. And I have a whole lot of issues I don't like the itself framing. with that it's article. Like pitting women against each other. I don't love it that. It is. Yeah. It is. It makes me so mad. And then there were a few lines in the article itself that really, really made me angry. Maybe you'll talk about it. But like there was one line. I'm just going to say it because it, I hate it. And it was something along the lines of, hey, uh, girls prefer low-tech activities. This is like the very first paragraph. And then it says, that has produced a male population comfortable with and knowledgeable about computers and a female population that is particularly thought to be a little behind the technological curve. And I'm like, somebody, somebody <laughs> needs to be exiting Fired. the writing business. Straight like, to jail. Please, immediate straight well, to jail. Well, the thing that's <laughs> irritating is that we could have probably a whole episode about, I mean, I know, I know, I know. many people it talked about quick. it, but like women were the original programmers and it wasn't until men decided it was a valuable job that they just completely took over it. Like, yes. Yes. Grace Hopper, y'all. She was the one who invented the term bug. Like, come on, Ada Lovelace, like everybody, come on. And so this is just this whole article made me really mad. But the thing that actually made me mad was the idea like that un Barbie phrase, because it really does. It pits you against like femininity a little bit and how like I do appreciate that. I appreciate that there could be girls games that aren't super feminine. I think those are needed just as much as the feminine ones are. I don't think that it has to be an and or like, or sorry, like an either or situation. So I was a little put off by that, but that was not from the developers themselves. Not like other girls type of thing or like, and it's just like, just let people be who they want to be. Like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can like Barbie. You can like Nancy Drew. Like those things don't have to be either or. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree. And so I think that that did not come from the studio itself. The studio really was just trying to make a franchise for women, for girls that said, hey, you can play video games too. It's fun. You should try it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll end on one little quote that I had from the CEO at the time, who was Megan Gazer. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but she was the CEO of, of her interactive through 2011, which is the heyday, a lot of people think, of the time of her interactive. 
But she said, I simply nurtured a creative, inclusive culture in an industry that believed girls were computer phobic and therefore ungame worthy. And I liked that quote. I thought that was nice. And I'm always here for a female led like gaming company. So yeah, yeah, that's my how it's made, which isn't a real one. But it's, you know, it's a little bit about the company behind the behind the scenes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, really quick on the critical reception, it was fairly good. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit mixed. Washington Post said the game was sanitized compared to the books. New York yeah, Times true. um had the unbarbie line in it mm-hmm. that I was like, Pfft. and then yep. the Sun praised the game, like the Sun newspaper. Like these were all like newspaper reviews because at the time mm-hmm. that's what it was. And then. <laughs> For the remaster, it's mostly positive on Steam and Common Sense Media, which is the um, really popular website for like rating games for families, actually. Oh. Um, Hmm. Said that it was a five out of five. So they really liked it for for kids. Hmm. Uh, And then the most common negative on Steam and why it was mostly positive probably was just that it was really short. It takes you about yes. two to three hours to finish. Yeah. And uh, a few people also had issues with the whodunit. And so I think we'll talk mm. about that because I also had like, a little issue about that too. <laughs> we will. And then, um, and yeah, so that was kind of it. And now we can talk about the game. Yeah. Okay. So you have to get first impressions for this yes. one since you're the one who hadn't played it before. Yes. And I actually didn't play Nancy Drew at all growing up i didn't read At the all? books Mm-mm. it was not my thing we had we had oh different kid things because like i also yes, wasn't a barbie person either uh i was like a uh carmen san diego i played oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um so like in the mystery type thing that was like what i did and then the books that mm-hmm. i read were more um like fantasy stuff like mm. magic treehouse yeah. type things um that makes sense yeah, yeah. uh so the first impression, one, <laughs> this isn't really a first impression of the game itself, but when I first opened it, did you get the glitch where it was, like, flashy? Like, it was, like... No. <laughs> I was, like, oh, my God, they need, like, a... They need an epilepsy warning on this thing. I opened the game and it was... I don't think was, that is intended. <laughs> yeah, I read a couple reviews and people, like, one person, one of the negative reviews was, like, I'm epileptic and that, like, like almost, like, triggered me. Um, Jesus so just Christ. as a warning, if you get a Good certain warning. steam, I don't know, there's like a glitch where initially it will like flash black and white, like really quickly, right when you hop oh. into it. And then I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, wow, you, you like jump right in. There's like not really an intro. There's not really like, I'm Nancy Drew and this is blah, blah, blah. It's like, here's how you play the game. Again, point and click, yeah. no arrow key type things. And you do a little tutorial in the house. And I also was surprised that it was an actual murder because it's a, I oh. thought it was a kid's game. And I was like, Oh yeah. wow. Like this is kind of Nancy drew. Yeah. This yeah. is like kind of grisly. Like it's an actual murder. Uh, yeah. And I, um, I thought that the graphics were not as bad as I thought they might be, but it is the remaster. But like, they weren't amazing, but I was like, oh, like, this is doable. Like, this isn't, like, painful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The navigation was a little <laughs> painful, but, like, the, yeah. the turning of the screen was a little painful, and the, like, back clicks were also a little painful. But Yes, anyways. I agree with that. 
I need you to understand that the navigation was so substantially improved from the original that it's not even funny. Okay, so in the original, so so y'all, you start off your Nancy, right? You're trying to find clues and shit, right? So the main thing is a point and click. And the original, what it was is it had this little spyglass. And the spyglass had a border that would turn red whenever it hovered over something. And that's what they did in this one, too. And that's what they did in this one, although it was way easier to see. The hit points were way bigger. The original hit points were so freaking small. It was oh. like you had to sit there and go like e, 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 across the whole thing in order oh, to find no. the correct. Yeah, it was a lot. And yeah. then not only that, but it wasn't just horizontal movement. So, you know, like the the annoying back arrow, mm-hmm. they had that in the original. That, that was pretty the same. But the uh, original game also had vertical movement so if you were sitting there looking at like the point and click screen you in some rooms not even all of them you could hover at the top and it would look up and you could hover at the like bottom and it would look down and it was almost impossible to remember to do that in every room because it's just not natural yeah um and and there were actual important things that you had to find in like those Mm -hmm. areas by looking up and down so the actual movement was way better Totally agree. It's still very clunky, but it's kind of funny how much better it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, glad they improved yeah. it. They did. They did improve it. Um, I I would think for my first impression, so this was technically, I have not played the remaster. I only played the original. So I did kind of have first impressions. Yeah. And mine was that it felt so close, but so far. <laughs> like, Interesting. Like I had not I did eventually actually after I finished the remaster I went back and watched a let's play of the original so that I could remember and refresh what was different and kind of sit back in that space for a little bit but at the time when I had picked up the remaster I had I had no real memory of the first one other than just what would have intuitively I would have remembered and because this game was so close to the original I was having these weird uncanny moments of, I know I'm supposed to click on that painting right now. Like I know it. And then I would go and I couldn't click on the painting. And I'm like, what? I can't click on this painting. And I'm like, I have visceral like memories of clicking on this painting. Why can't I do that? And so there were a lot of weird moments where I, I did remember I'm supposed to look in this drawer to get the remote to turn on the TV. And then there wasn't a remote. And I'm like, how am I you supposed just to turn, turn the on TV this on. TV? And you just turn the freaking tv on and there was moments like that where i just felt i was almost tricking myself because i had remembered enough when i got into the scenes because the scenery is identical like the actual different places that you're in there's really only three main areas in this game it's the aunt eloise house Mm -hmm. it's the maxine's diner and then it's the high school and those three are identical. There's actually a fourth location in the original game, but yeah. the those three are identical. So it was a lot of me being like weird deja vu that's slightly off moments. Um, but overall, I was actually pretty satisfied with the control changes. I thought that was better. And the art was pretty close, but the 3D changes I thought were actually worse. I do not care I did what look at say. the pictures of the original. I, I, I preferred the 2D too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always didn't really feel make like sense. I prefer that. 
Yeah. It just looks so much nicer. And uh, we can start digging into the actual story itself, but there's not a lot of characters. And one of the main ones is the kid who's supposed to be popular and like class president. And in the original, his name is Daryl. He's like super cute. He's like this little blondie and he's like fun and flirty. And in the in the he's remake, they make him one. he looks like he's like 40. He's creepy. He has no eyebrows. He keeps hitting like on it, her too. It's really fucking weird. It's so weird and I when I saw him I thought he was a new character I'm like this isn't a person I remember and I'm like oh my god this is supposed to be the class president like cutie and it said it's this creepo awful absolutely awful yeah um but yeah do we want to get started with like do you want to do like an overview of the story or something let's Yeah. yeah go for it why don't you do that okay um so TLDR you're Nancy Drew mm-hmm. girl detective in the remaster you have been invited by a detective to have you go undercover to investigate a murder that happened at the high school so some kid got named Jake got pushed down the stairs and died in the high school they don't know why or how they want you to go figure it out because I think Nancy is canonically 18 in all of her stuff so she very clearly can fit into the 18-year-old high school setting. Why a detective would ever weirdly call a, like, teenager to come go undercover, I'll never know, but... Well, also, like, so I was reading that in the original, this detective wasn't a character. Yes. And so you might have known pretty immediately who done it, huh? Um, no, so... Okay, okay, sorry. No, continue with the story. Continue with the story. Yeah, we can get into that, but my answer is no, I didn't. Okay. Um, so the in the original, you were actually invited by the principal to come and investigate because your Aunt Eloise is the librarian. Yes. And she says, I have a daughter, or sorry, a niece who likes to solve crimes is very good. Like, she can come and help. So you are originally invited by the principal. In the TLDR of the game, you have a very small cast of characters. You have Daryl at the diner, who's the class president. He saw Jake, like he's the one to find Jake's body in the school. You have Hal Tanaka, who is the super studious, like foreign, I don't know if he's actually foreign exchange or if he's like just an international student. Yeah, from Japan. Um, and he is like the super studious. I need to do really well on my exams, kind of like get some scholarships. You have um uh what's his name? He goes by the Hulk. Yeah. Crap. Um he goes I by the Hulk, the but Hulk. I can't remember Me too. I can't remember his real name, but he goes by the Hulk and he's like the football player jock uh kind of caricature. And then you have Connie, who is in the remaster, a hall monitor, which is so weird. Oh, was she not in the original? In the original, she honestly feels like the cool girl, like the girl who breaks the rules and like kind of oh. chills in the corner. Like I, her vibe was super different. I didn't like it. I'm like, there's no way that she would ever be a hall monitor. What is this? Um, but she's a hall monitor in the new one. She was like the cool chick in the original, in my opinion. That's how I had kind of remembered her. So. You have those main characters. And then, like Maddie said, you have a new character who is that detective who invited you. 
So the TLDR of the like storyline itself is that you are going to interview find clues within the high school and around Maxine's diner to figure out what happened to Jake. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get into the actual like ending? Do we want to talk about that now? Because I can talk, do that. Let's we hold pause it? for just a second because okay. I have cool. thoughts as I because I hadn't played it and I also didn't read about the original until after I finished it. So. Okay, I, yeah, I'm not, shoot. I wasn't like, oh, this is different. So I didn't know that that, that some of these things were different. Um, yeah. I think my first thing was just like the, um, the, the kid in the diner. Um, oh my God, I'm blinking on his Darryl. name. I just said it. Daryl. He was like really weird. Yes. <laughs> so weird. So creepy. Yeah. And then I was, I was really proud of myself. So you know how you come across the locker early on? Mm-hmm. I yep. I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm just going to try Jake, his name, and see if that unlocks it. And it did. What? And I was like, that is my claim what? to fame. Before I got that hint, I unlocked the locker. So I did want to tell you that. What? I just thought, I was like, oh, it'd be so stupid if it was just his name. And then it was. It, then it was. Ridiculous. And then later you get the clue that it is. But like. Yeah, they have a lot of T9 hidden in the game just in general. So I think they try to like make it kind of guess. Well, I did not guess. So props to you. (laughs) Yeah, that is my one claim to fame. Um, And then the other comment is that if you go to the the jukebox in the diner as well. Yeah. One of the styles of music is Orient. (laughs) I was like, yikes. Oh, (laughs) Well, like yikes. the way that they did Hal Tanaka was also kind of yikes, it was right? Kind of yikes. It was kind of like his yikes. O- his only personality was I need to study hard and I love America. Yeah, it was weird. Like there's literally a dialogue option where in the conversation you can just ask him why do you admire Americans, and I'm like, what? It was so what? it was so bad. It was so bad. It was bad. And that original some of those lines weren't in the original. And so I'm like, they added those in 2010. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. They added yeah. those? Oh no. So he was still very studious and like that's what his goal was in the original. But they didn't there were it felt like there was more America propaganda in his character in the 2010 version. Like when I watched the replays, the specific lines about like America and why do you like it those weren't there like I didn't see them or at least they weren't as prominent maybe there was a line or two that I missed but they were really prominent in the remake and it was weird weird yeah the other thing that I I kind of noted as we were solving the mystery so it's really quick and it's I did the senior detective um because I'm an adult um (laughs) I'm not not a stupid kid I guess locker (laughs) combinations and uh I thought that it was both – I thought it, it that it did hit – I could tell that if I was a kid, I would feel yeah. really smart playing this yeah. game because mm-hmm. it has things where it's like letters are highlighted and then you put them together and you feel really smart and you're like, ooh, I noticed this thing. And I will say yeah. I liked the gameplay actually. Like I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And, um, and also – ooh, my – AirPod just fell out. Uh, you definitely need a notebook. Like you have to. Yes. You like need to physically write stuff out and like take notes yeah. of things. Like especially when you start putting together like periodic element stuff, 
And yeah. each clue has a periodic element. And so, of course, you know right off the bat, okay, that's going to matter. So I started writing it down. But, like, yep. you definitely need a notebook for this game. And that was kind of fun. I was yeah. like, oh, like, I got to, like, write yeah. shit down. Like, I'm, like, doing stuff, you know? You yeah. can't just, like. I love that. Not do that. Because you won't remember. Because there's, like, 18 yeah. there's periodic elements. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, they stuff the whole game with little clues and hints everywhere yeah everywhere there are little things and that puzzle that you're talking about the periodic table puzzle was new so it was also kind of fun for me because that wasn't a thing that existed in the original game and I was like oh this is kind of fun and it was a real puzzle which was cool I wasn't anticipating it yeah and like some of them were like kind of hard like it wasn't like yeah super super easy like I didn't feel um yeah the the first one, I will say, I felt so dumb with like the tile puzzle, with oh, the at the beginning, puzzle. the slider yeah. one. Yeah. It took me fucking forever. I was like, God damn it, I'm an idiot. <laughs> slider puzzles are hard unless you know like the actual pattern that you like the moves that you do in order to get tiles in places. I don't know those either, so they it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I thought it was really well done and originally my prediction was that it was going to be Hal uh, or Tanaka uh-huh. because yeah. one of the early on clues that you find is like um, uh, student file shows lies of the doctor of the future oh. doctor and I was like mm-hmm. ooh okay so it's Hal like that's one of the early on things yeah. that you find but then what you find out is that he like plagiarized one of his essays um yeah and yeah so what you end up uncovering as you're playing this game is that every character you meet has a motive for killing him because he was blackmailing all of them and yeah jay kind of sucked yeah he (laughs) sucked like he was an asshole Um, yeah super ass Yeah. yeah and he was blackmailing everyone and then i actually didn't guess so do you want to talk about who done it Really quickly? Yeah, we can Why don't you talk just about it. Yeah. yeah. So the TLDR of the remaster is that you do find out that Jake is blackmailing everybody. So I think the Connie storyline is she is in judo and pretending to be a boy because it's only for men um, and wins like trophies and stuff. And then Hal, like we talked about, uh, plagiarized his essay. And then the Hulk was taking steroids, yep. I believe. Yeah, and then the actual thing that matters is that Daryl's dad owns this, like, military thing, and he was selling military secrets to this HVAC dude. Like, he was selling it, who gives you, like, a mysterious call, which is probably my favorite moment of the whole part of the new remaster, because that wasn't, I don't think, in the original. Um, The caller ID, like, you just called me. No, I didn't. So in one of the things in the new game is you got a cell phone. In the original, cell phones weren't really real. Like, they existed, but they weren't prevalent. So there were pay phones all over. And, like, the pay phones were what you had to use to do stuff. And so caller ID didn't exist, right? And so that, like, section was so funny to me. So funny because he's like, "Uh, you can call him back. And he's like, "Uh, I didn't call you. And then Nancy's like, you literally have caller ID. What are you talking? It's so funny. But that guy, Mitch, the HVAC dude, 
was um, being sold, like buying military secrets pretty much from Daryl. Yeah. And he was working in conjunction with the detective who's not a real detective. They just called you because he had a special journal that had information in it. And he needed you, Nancy, to go find and retrieve the journal and get back to him. But of course, as Nancy, you figure out that it was him all along. Right. Which is a totally different ending than the original which was a little bit darker. Daryl was like a drug dealer. Like he was dealing like the pharmaceutical, the additional location in the original game is a pharmaceutical building. Mm. And he was um, pretty much dealing drugs and the final showdown. So we should definitely talk about the final showdown scenes because they are hilarious um, and stupid. But the final showdown of the original was like Mitch, the HVAC dude was his like, person his connection for the drug dealing and it went wrong and because he was being blackmailed you know by jake and the way that you catch him is you convince connie to go try and like help you and she takes down the guy you grab his gun and then you like shoot him pretty much um and it, it was equally both endings to me are about equally as unsatisfying because the answer of who done it isn't the main characters you talk to the whole game no yeah yeah which sucks even always, like the detective didn't sucks. actually kill it it was still mitch in the it was still remaster mitch. yes the detective yeah, is just like in on it yeah exactly and so it's very weird and uh the way that you catch uh the detective okay. at the end of the game is the Okay, tell me how you went through this ending. Like, can you walk us through it? I want to hear. Yeah. So you watch the videotape, and then you hear someone come in, and you're like, okay, it's going to be someone. And you walk in, and it's the detective, and he's like, I'm not a detective, and he pulls a gun. And then then you start having a dialogue, and I thought that what I was supposed to do is figure out how to get him to go away so that I could leave the house and like try to escape that way but Mm -hmm. it didn't work so I actually like didn't escape the first time I tried it but then it lets you try again and then I had remembered at the beginning if you do the wrong combination something happens like it said oh there's a safe we we didn't mention there's a safe in Aunt Eloise's house you have to break into um, at the very beginning yeah yeah and and there was a warning from Eloise of like do not put the wrong combination on the safe. So mm-hmm. I'd never tried it, but because then the code's there and it's like, whatever. And I was like, okay, well then maybe what it is, is you need to get him to do the wrong combination so mm-hmm. that alarms go off or something. Like I thought it was going to like have an alarm system thing. And yeah. so then there's like dialogue to like make the alarm thing go off. And then instead of an alarm, it literally drops like a animal cage, cage on this dude. <laughs> And he's just standing there in the cage, like, darn. It's so stupid. It was so Scooby-Doo. It was, like, so it Scooby-Doo. Was so stupid. <laughs> I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. Like, it wasn't, I thought, I thought it would be, alarms and, like, maybe Eloise yeah. was going to, like, come rescue Or the police, or, like, the real the police. police like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was flabbergasted that they were like, yeah, let's just write in and a cage falls down. Like, that makes sense. That's that's just the best ending here. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. But what 
What really gets me the most and what was, I loved this game as a kid and I'd love to talk a little bit after this about some of the things that I really, really loved when I had played it when I was little, but like, I loved this game. The thing that never like really stuck with me was the ending. The ending was always bad. Like there was never a moment where the ending was good. So I was kind of looking forward to whatever this new ending was because I was like, oh, maybe they actually made it good. They didn't. They didn't make it good. (laughs) They didn't really make it good. No. No, it was just bad. Um, Yeah. So a couple of the things I wanted to mention Mm -hmm. just briefly uh, about just the gameplay in general and the different the things that I really liked. So the music in this one was kind of the same, but done differently. And I thought that that changed a lot for me playing it. Oh, interesting. So the you might not have noticed, maybe you did because you're a music-y person, but there are about like four or five different tracks and they just kind of rotate through while you play. Like they uh, just change, happen, whatever. They're not really specific. I wasn't paying attention in the original, to the music at all. In the original, the music was horrifying for one particular room. And each different area had its own soundtrack. So you would be in the diner, it would sound different, whatever yeah. else. The library in the original game had this Oh my god, it was creepy ass music. At least as a kid, it was so creepy that I would literally turn the sound off. There was a period of time where I had started playing this game and I really liked it and I wanted to solve it, but I couldn't get myself to go into the library Ooh, anymore. Interesting. Because I was so scared. And like there were parts of the soundtrack itself that had things like an alarm going off or like weird noises happening. It was really scary. That's scary. And I, when I went to the library this time, I was like, oh, this is not the library music. Like, this is not striking fear into my heart. Like, what's going on? And so when I rewatched the replay, I listened to the library music. I'm like, that's the library music. So they definitely changed stuff. Um, And maybe, maybe it was positive because it was really scary. And as a kid, I literally couldn't go in there. I had to start. I, I had you stopped playing it. it. And I would mute it. Yeah, I yeah. had I decided that I would mute it. Um, and then I could actually make it through. The other thing that was way different that was better is the original obviously had two discs. And so the location of the high school was on a different disc than the aunt's house and the diner and the pharmaceutical place. So anytime that you had went to the high school, you actually had to change discs out. Uh, and that being gone was really, really nice. But the uh, like flow of it felt different because it was so short. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always felt way elongated in the original because you had to constantly be changing discs. And so the it was way quicker okay. than I remembered. Yeah. Um, yeah, like way quicker. And then a couple of the other things I'd love to talk about. The boiler room puzzle. Um, how did you solve the boiler room puzzle? Well, I was looking around, and then I saw the emergency instructions, Uh huh. and then I just copied it. But how did you get the lock off? So there's a boiler. At some point, you get called to go mysteriously down and meet somebody in the boiler room. It's really creepy. And when you get down there, the boiler is really, really high, and there's a lock and a chain around oh, it, and I you have to get that off. I had gotten the bolt cutters from the... From the diner. From the diner. So did you blow yourself up in the diner when you got the bolt cutters the first time? Because I did. (laughs) 
Wait, how do you blow yourself up? If you, so when you get the bolt cutters, it's holding a gas pipe up and you have to trade it out for the soup ladle, right? To like not blow yourself up. Yeah, but you, so you didn't, oh. I didn't do that. I just went and I grabbed the bolt cutters and I was like, I'm just going to leave. That seems dangerous, but whatever. So I blew myself up and then I couldn't figure out, I didn't find the soup ladle. So I was like, I guess I'm just not going to ever get those bolt cutters. Turns out you didn't even need them. You just did not need the bolt cutters. Yeah. Like there's a sign somewhere in the room that has like a number on it and you can solve the lock by using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I died in that boiler room at least 30 times. I swear <gasps> to God. <I'd... laughs> they made it longer. It used to be shorter. Like, it oh, was harder. Oh, yeah. They give you enough time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I would have been yeah. so irritated if they gave me no time. Yeah. It was, like, barely any time. So I I was happy with that change, and I couldn't figure out if I was just an adult who's really good at games now or if it was, like, an actual change. But it was. When I watched the replay, okay. I'm like, wow, that was really short. Yeah, no, I would have been really irritated if they gave me no time for that. Yeah. And yeah. I will say, okay, so I cheated a little bit with the bolt cutters <gasps> because I I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. And I looked it up, and they and, like, I saw an item of – bolt cutters so then I like went looking for it and I see yeah cheater, cheater. I'm a little <laughs> cheater on that one and then I saw the uh, you know and I saw holding up the thing and I ladled yeah it. so that one was but yeah you didn't really need it until that one part you did not need it yeah and the, then you the don't even need it at that one part Exactly. Like the interesting thing about the way that they do this is there's so many clues for literally everything that you can find stuff really out of order. And yes. that's kind of Well, I did. Like I found ways. Jake's locker shit yeah. like the first thing that exactly. I did. Which is crazy. It took me like a non-trivial amount of time to do that. <laughs> Fine. Well, it's just one but, of those things where it was like, oh, this is going to be so dumb if this is it. And then it was. And then it was. For, for what it's worth, I, I even coming back to it, I like that they added a new puzzle because it was a little fresh for me in that way. But I just really like the atmosphere of putting weird clues everywhere. And I did. I felt smart with my little notebook. Like, that's fun. Yeah. I really liked it. And overall, I actually really enjoyed coming back to it. And it made me want to play the other 33. Answer your games. 33. <laughs> Crazy. So... I've been looking up tier lists on Reddit and to figure out which one I want to play. Because this one gets ranked really low in, like, almost every single tier list that people Ooh, have. Okay, either haven't do, played it play like or it's really low. should play, like, a high tier one for the next yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, I think year. so. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we wrap up our thoughts on these two yeah. games? Okay. Yes, I'm ready. Um, so I really liked both. I thought they were both pretty good, actually. I thought yeah. – yeah. This was maybe like like this was a fun couple weeks, and yeah. I liked Nancy Drew better than the Barbie game, like by a lot. Yeah. I mean, I finished it, I mean, so it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it plays better. It's it's like uh, less um, grindy, I, or not like grindy, yeah. but like time wasty. I actually yeah. liked that it was short. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about that last time too, but like I just really appreciate like a short game now. Um, more than I used to. So I would recommend both of them. Nancy Drew was like $6. So, I mean, if you, I mean, you kind of just heard the ending if you're listening to this and you haven't played it. So maybe (laughs) not worth it. But I would hop into another, I would hop into another Nancy. There's 33 of them. So like, 
go yeah. play another one. They're actually like pretty fun. Uh, if you're yeah. in the mood for something like that, uh, I would give Zoo Tycoon probably a four out of five unicorns, Xanadu unicorns. Mm. And <laughs> I would give Nancy Drew like a three out of five magnifying glasses. Spy glasses? Yeah. Uh, magnifying glasses. Magnifying yeah, yeah, glasses. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was like better. I was like pleasantly surprised by Nancy Drew. I thought, yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. That's right. I'm going to get you into detective games. We're going to do this. <laughs> I would love to play, like, I, I know that um, L.A. Noir is, like, a really classic one. L.A. Noir is really good. Yeah. I've not finished it, actually, now that I say that, but I've played quite a few hours of it. Um, it's pretty good. That's we been on my list time. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been really enjoying the Ace Attorney games. Really oh, I've, that, those are on my list, too. Yeah. Those are on my list, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I enjoyed Zoo Tycoon. The quality of life made me think that I would probably prefer to just continue playing the newish versions of them. Maybe not the newest, but like some that start to get a little bit more quality of life in them. But it did feel like it held up really well. I was surprised by well how well it held up um, and the amount of content in it. I wasn't sure I, if it was going to be like as much content it was, but it did. It felt like it had a lot of content. So overall, I was feeling pretty positive about that. And I think if you're itching for some old school like tycoon definitely scratches that itch yeah. for sure for sure and i did really like the humor in it the humor was cute and the animals were adorable mm-hmm. so like overall i do think i would give that one probably if we did half stores i'd probably do three and a half um because a four if the it, if the movement and the ui was just a little a bit little more bit intuitive better, yeah yeah, the Nancy Drew stuff for me, I really honestly thought that we would come back to it and be like, wow, this sucked. I because I have this well, just like I, rose-colored glasses. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wasn't sure and it turned out that even as adult I still really liked it. I thought it was really fun and I do think that I'm interested in trying some of the more higher ranked versions that people really like because i do think the ending is pretty poor on this one and the characters are fairly flat right yeah so i would be really interested in seeing some of the ones that people rank in like a tier most people put this in like c or d tier uh, as far as like the nancy drew games go but it was the very very first one so i would say like overall i probably i was pleasantly surprised i would probably give this one a three or a four like, my childhood self would still give it a five, I think, yeah. for sure. I've decided that my childhood self really, really loved this game and would give it a five. So I'm going to give it a four for posterity. But I would say that as an adult, um, I would definitely pick up the Nancy Drew franchise. I maybe probably wouldn't start with this one yeah. just because it is very I old agree. school. But yeah. 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 So that's that's mine. Um, I did actually really think this week was fun, and I'm happy that we got to do it. It was a good idea. Yeah. Nostalgia it was over. really fun. <laughs> Okay, should we close close it up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe and rate it. You can find us on oh, a uh, fun thing. We got um we got a Spotify wrapped podcast edition. Oh yeah. And yeah. we are nine people's number one podcast. Yeah, and I you feel really excited about that. And it's so exciting. So thank you uh, for listening. Genuinely. It makes us really, really happy. 
Um, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Batty Breakdowns and visit our website, baddiebreakdowns.com, made by Bridget. The podcast art was done by Tanisha Vernicar and it was edited by me, Maddie. Join us next time to hear us two baddies break down Alan Wake 2. We're coming back, baby. We're we're going to spoiler. We're going to really dig into mm-hmm. it. I'm super excited to talk to you about more things with it because I'm I think yeah. I'm pretty close to finishing at this point. Um, yeah. And it's gotten better to me. Like it's gotten <gasps> bit like Ooh. better than the first. So I'm just excited to talk about it. And yeah. um, that'll be really fun to dive back into so yeah I'm excited I think we'll have honestly what our part one was still a pretty long episode and we had barely played anything so yeah I think there's gonna be a lot for us to there's a lot I I I have oh my gosh so far I have five pages that was a lot of page turns yeah I have five pages of notes on it I'm I'm getting I'm doing maybe two detailed notes but like I don't know Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Well, okay. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.